How's it going guys? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Studio 7 Fitness Podcast. Hope all is good and you had a great week so far. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, last week um, I did a solo podcast, so this week I've got a guest coming in. I'm really excited to get this guy in. i um, known him for a while and excited to pick his brains. So he is an entrepreneur, a business owner, he has an education brand, him and his team, multi-award winning, not just uh, nationally, but internationally. Um, and, you know, really excited to see his, you know, talk about his journey and his mindset and how he's grown over the years. So, you know, delighted to have him in and excited for the next whatever it takes, 45, 50 minutes an hour, however long it takes. Um, and uh, yeah, so without further ado, a very warm welcome to a Mr. Sean Taff of Sean Taff Hair. Welcome to the Studio 7 Fitness Podcast. Thanks a million, Michael, for having me in. It's a, it's a big honor and uh, lots of big names before me, so I hope I live up to the expectations. No pressure. Alan Devan was in before you, obviously. Uh, yeah, and I mean, look, you know, I, I, he's my personal trainer, so if I don't do well, he's going to punish me. Yeah, he will on the next one. Um, but yeah, no, thanks for coming in. As I said, I've, I've done a few solo podcasts and, and it's good to get the, I want to get the guests in podcasts as well and, and talk about the different stories of people. And just to kind of, the, my background on yourself, I kind of knew about you when I came to Kalani or I was told about you. I didn't really know you too well at the time. By 2010, I came down, but I was always very uh, impressed with, you know, I always had down the line, this is even before, I mean, this has only come into fruition in my own business about two years ago. But it was in the pipeline in my head for about five or six years, you know, you know yourself, but it was mm. that making that jump. And we'll talk a little bit about that later on. And but just as I was kind of, you know, really impressed and, and um, of how you, you know, you, you grew and how you, you were blowing up. Everyone was talking about it. And when I got to know you as the person and the drive you had and, and the work ethic, etc., you know, it's something I definitely you know kind of looked at and was like okay you know it is possible to to, to make a start to make that leap in, into self-employment sometimes going from a salary job you know people said I was mad um but I'm delighted I did it so I don't have any regrets so we, we'll touch about that in a little bit so we're going to go you know back, back back a bit back into the day in, in a little bit but I just wanted to talk about and um, we spoke about it a little bit off air, so to speak, just now about there was a big, you put it up on your Facebook today about the whole um, hairdressing um, uh, council and um, it's now been kind of validated a little bit more. Just just like explain that a little bit to me. Yeah, so I, I suppose first of all, uh, my role as uh, president of the Irish Hairdressing Council, we've been kind of working with our industry partners uh, and uh, government towards achieving a national apprenticeship. No, what a lot of people don't realise is there actually has never been an, an official hairdressing well, apprenticeship. Okay. Uh, there has been uh, traineeships, and there, there's a bit of a difference, but, uh, you know, it's splitting hairs. But um, finally, as of today, uh, we now have a national hairdressing apprenticeship, which is going to be great for both uh, industry and school leavers and anybody interested in, in getting into the craft. So that will give an actual standard then, like they've got the qualification and it's a little bit more recognised than it was before. Kind of. Yeah, it's going to sit at a level six, which is at the same level as an aircraft mechanic. Um, so, you know, the old adage that, you know, if you're too thick to do anything else, you can go hairdressing. Um, it, it's going to elevate the uh, the profession, uh, you know, and, and people, you know, it will get, get some credibility and, you know, hopefully both, um, you know, uh, I suppose parents 
and uh, career guidance uh, teachers will take the the industry more seriously yeah exactly and that's and that's what we want and i find that you know as i said it probably you know that that view from from people in the past um but it's it's a hugely you know difficult and you know um you know industry it's very technical you know i think even more so now and i've been coming to to your barber chris there for a number of four or five years or whoever however he's probably just started then yeah good know, old chris good old yeah and he's flying now with his awards absolutely i'd so, say he'd be overtaking me now <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have to watch out no he's got a while to go yet but yeah. uh he's on the way but um and we'll talk about a little bit about how you you know the, the ongoing training you do for your for the staff and you know the competition you had you know you always encourage that which is great so we'll touch on that a little bit later on but to have that standard now is massive in the industry and i just find I think more so, and even I think, you know, in regards to men and, and people are more aware of now their appearance, I think it's, it's a lot bigger. Do you know, before it was the old, old short back and sides, you know, if you paid more than the tenner, you'd be like, you know, but now men, especially men and, and obviously women, you're paying that little bit more um, and, you know, for, for the quality that you're getting at, at, at your salons and things like that. So I think it's great. That's a huge milestone, I suppose. And you've been, how long have you been fighting for kind of this? Uh, well, for the apprenticeship, it's it's you know we've been working pretty much constantly at it for the last two years. Wow. Um, you know, it's, it's almost on a full time basis as a second kind of job. You know, wow. um, a lot so of red tape. It, a lot of red tape. But look, you know, when you're when you're dealing with multiple organisations, some from government and so on and so forth, yeah. you know that's the way it goes. But look, you know, we've achieved the goal. Yeah, so, yeah. it's brilliant. Well done. Yeah. Congratulations. That's been massive for the industry. And as I said, hopefully, as it should be more more recognised, which is which is which is superb. So well done on that. Um, so that was as I said a big announcement today, which is great. So just wanted to kind of mention that first of all, um, which is a great a great starting point. So just in regards, I didn't realise actually when I did a little bit of research on Sean, you know, I was doing a bit of a back uh, background on on my guests. Criminal check. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, yeah, got it all. I know it all now. Um, maybe not all of it, but a uh, bit of it. So I didn't realise you actually you were born in the UK. Um, whereabouts in the UK was it? I was born in Devon, actually. Devon, yeah, love yeah. Don't, 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 don't try and do the accent now, Michael. I know, I can't. I'll be very bad. I'd, I'd totally... Uh, Ambrosia cream rice yeah, or something yeah, like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'd say, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to attempt that. I'll probably yeah. get some, I'll get some uh, abuse if I tried. Um, but um, in Devon, lovely. Um and it was around six or so, I suppose. How was how was that move? I suppose you were kind of young, youngish. You know, I was a lot older, obviously, when I came over. But what was that like transition from Devon to say you went to? Was it was you were in Port McGee? I didn't know that either. Yeah, but down in, in South Kerry. Yeah, well, I I think I, I I was I was born in Devon, but I, I spent a few years in in Lincoln. Oh, okay. Um, and that's where I started school. And uh, you're the Irish kid. Uh, in the UK, and then you come uh, come back, and you're the British kid in the in Ireland. I can hundred percent. Uh, I I know it's exactly the same feeling, you know, because it's the same as that. We were known as the Irish family in England. I came here, and it's obviously you're the English guy. You've got the English accent. So, mum and dad, as if you met them, they never left Mayo. Like, but me and my sister have English accent. So it's weird how that transition over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people kind of identify with that. I suppose I was quite quite young, so I suppose I lost the uh, the accent, whether it was uh, accidentally or deliberately. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure. At age seven, you know. I'm not going to get rid of it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so into South Kerry. And I suppose, you have, what are your early memories do you have around that time, six, seven years old? Yeah, so um, I went to, the, I started school in um, 
in Port McGee. Um, And uh, I was there, I think, approximately about uh, about a year. And then uh, we moved to Sneem. My uh, mom and dad uh, uh, bought a site out there with the intentions of uh, uh, building a house. Yeah. Uh, and then my sister came along, a uh, big, big, big surprise, yeah, Amy. Yeah, Amy, um, and special it, relationship with her. Like, yeah, 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 and uh, uh, Amy, for the, for the listeners, uh, uh, has uh, Down syndrome. And um, uh, she probably was almost the catalyst for everything oh, because really? uh, as a result of, of her kind of future requirements, we decided to move closer to the only facility at the time, yeah, which was, was St. Mary's the Angels. Yeah. 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 Um, so we moved to uh, Carrow Lake and then, and then settled in, in, in Calorglan. Um, so that's that you know that's yeah. how we done the done the ring as yeah, such you know ring, yeah, yeah. yeah so that brought you to Clogan how old were you then roughly uh, I think uh, I was going into first year so whatever I think was that maybe eleven or twelve something okay. like that yeah okay. I was quite young going into secondary school because I know I'd first and second year completed and I was yeah. still thirteen yeah, yeah. okay yeah. so. Um, so that was the only facility really at the time um, yeah. that was kind of available to to, to Amy's needs. And exactly. Like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you 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 wandered up there, and when I <clears throat> when I looked um, into it a little bit around, was it around thirteen or so? Where did the kind of I know when you know musicians they, they they're from a young age and then soccer players or football. Where did the kind of hairdressing the um, you know, it was around 13, 14, you said, okay, I really want to do this, make a living out of it. How did that come? And as I said, uh, that kind of, what was that catalyst? Yeah, it, to be honest, it, it, it came an awful lot earlier. And it was um, uh, whenever my mother would be going to the to the hairdresser and it wouldn't, it would be in various kind of locations, yeah. wherever or whatever. And I always just enjoyed the, the, the buzz of, of, yeah. of the salon, you know, I just used kind of, uh, yeah, you know, you know, there was, you know, the, the music was good. Everyone seemed in good form and, you know, like basically people going, you know, going out happy. And, you know, that's ultimately something that we kind of as our motto in the, in the salon is, you know, we, we, you know, we do a job that, you know, we get to see for the most part people, you know, looking and feeling amazing yeah. walking out you know they come in maybe pissed off and yeah, you know yeah, say yeah. whatever um you know sad and you kind of brighten up their yeah. day again for the most part uh, yeah, yeah yeah no i love that and i find that as well and um and i was just saying to someone there last day i said doesn't matter what mood you're in when you get a new haircut you just feel great <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it, no lifts you. it does and i'm the same and uh <clears throat> i'll be fine yeah yeah it looks good and you'd be like, you'd be kind of, uh, you know, tagging and you'd be like, yeah, new haircut, you know, and you just, if you're going out that night or whatever, or even just gives you a little bit of swag. Oh, you get the old swag going, like, you think, yeah. actually, I don't, look, don't look that old. Even though I tell Chris to cut the grey hairs up, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to happen this stage. It's, it's just, yeah, he's listening, he's listening. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a wise, it's, 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 I call it, yeah, it's, it's wisdom, should we say. No, I don't mind growing, going grey. It's still there anyways, that's the main Exactly, thing. <laughs> that's always a plus. I always yeah. say grey hair is better than no hair exactly. any day of the week. There you go, but that's a great motto because it can literally change someone's day from a bad to a good and that's what I find in here in the fitness industry as well is people come in and I kind of split it up I kind of see life as a um we'll call it a, a pie or a cake we'll call it a cake cakes are nice <laughs> I love in, cake in, sorry in, Alan yeah, that's fine in moderation Alan yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um so they've got home home life work life they say two slices I say it's three slices of the, of the cake so home life work life and then your 
leisure time, your fitness life, whatever else it is, your social life. So I find if people come in here, that I my ethos has always been, I want to make that the best part of their day. So that slice is the best part. And when they leave, you know, they could be coming in with various stresses and strains, you know, creating an atmosphere where they like yourself, where they'll you're having the crack with them, you're chatting away, you know, you're probably slash counselor slash everything. You've probably heard it all. I'd say, yeah, yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, but when they leave, you know, they're not only have they got the, you know a great hairdo, they're um, you know they're, they're they're just feeling better about themselves, and you know, um, you know, that's something as you said, is that something you've pushed all along, just to all your staff, just to yeah. I mean, <laughs> for us, you know, and I'm I'm quoting a, a very well known um, hairdressing business guru, uh, Alan Austin Smith. He's a, a couple of great books actually. Um, okay. One of them is called Fantastic. It's actually not for the hairdressing industry; it's for for anybody. Okay. Um, but he he's most famous for the Fantastic Hairdresser uh, book and. What, he, what his kind of quote is is that 50% of what makes a good hairdresser has nothing to do with a pair of scissors or hairdryer, brush, whatever implement you choose, you know, and uh, that is, you know, that it's the other stuff that, that kind of makes the difference. And in my experience over, over the years, that's very true. You know, I've seen some amazing hairdressers that have no clientele and some, you know, good hairdressers that are actually completely solid yeah. and the difference is the other 50% yeah. you know it's that personality it's that warmness it's that connection I suppose connection and, and, mm-hmm. and, and going that extra mile to, to make sure that yeah. you know that, that client is the only person that yeah. matters during that time I love that and that's exactly the same it's like that it's the most important person in the world to you right then rather than you know you'll find sometimes you can you can sense that lack of interest if it's there and they're just you know passing the time just another client whereas you really know when you've had that service and you're like you go back again and again that's yeah. why i've been back the last five years because of yeah. the service uh, not only the standard but also just the, the, the crack you chat away in the atmosphere and that and that's what you know i tried to do and you know in regards to business there's always got to grow business for other people and i thought you know um, you know, creating that environment where people want to stay. It's okay getting people in the door, but it's keeping the people. As you said, yeah. attention is most of your, I assume, is people come back over and over again. Obviously, you get new clients as well, but, you know, you probably haven't clients you've had for how many, for, for years and years. And yeah, I mean, I'm lucky that I actually had, and we were celebrated um, being open 30 yes, years. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I actually still have, um, you know, clients that long, which, you know, it, it isn't kind of typical. They kind of say, you know, usually after about four years, yeah, there's yeah. A, bit of, a, a bit of transience. No, that's not to say I'm doing anything kind of right or wrong. It's yeah. just, it, yeah, it's it, just the, yeah. the way it is. But yeah, it's um, it, it, in a way, actually getting new clients is, is, is easy. And whether it's hairdressing, whether it's, I don't know, psychiatry, fitness, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting new people in the door you know with with the right tools is easy it's it's maintaining it is 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 the thing that's the hard bit because you know once you've done a a great job whether it's you know your profession or mine in a way the only way is down as such do you know what i mean you have to kind of keep trying to attain that level and trying to to go up to at least maintain the same level if, okay, if you just, get me you don't, yeah just if you're dropping even that slightly the standards exactly yeah yeah, yeah yeah so that is the constant daily you know and um you know you could be probably putting yourself in a lot of hours and maintaining that level um but when you love what you do i think it's 
if you're going in and don't enjoy what you're doing, that's that's when you know you're struggling. The levels won't be there if you have no interest there. Um, but as you said earlier, you've had an interest from a very young age. And, and what was that transition from kind of school and then, you know, to opening up? Um, in the end, I think it was that two seat kind of. You were sixteen. Explain that because sixteen yeah, to so, open your own business was 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 massive, especially yeah. in nineteen eighty nine. And and um, how was there many hairdressers in the town, Sean or? or yeah, I'll bring it. I'll bring it back just a, a tiny little yeah, bit, yeah. If, if, if I can. Because <clears throat> yeah. a lot of people kind of say, "Oh, you know, did you always have that goal to open your own business? Yeah. You, my God, you opened it so young, whatever." I had absolutely no desire to be a business owner whatsoever. Okay, okay? Uh, and I can't. I categorically kind of state that I accidentally fell into o- owning a business, okay. and I'll explain exactly yeah, how that yeah, happened. So um, I was working away um, um, and in the evenings, as a lot of people do, I was doing hair after my day job Uh, and I was doing it in the back kitchen at my mum and dad's house where I was living Um, and it got to a point this, you know, um, my mother said, look, you know, it's amazing. It's great. I'm loving that you're getting experience and I'm loving that you love what you do. Yeah. But um, this isn't a halfway house. <laughs> yeah. And uh, people you know, absolute in and strangers <laughs> walking through the kitchen, you know. a separate door on the back of them. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so my father just said to me, look, you know, he, he was, you know, he was a great help always, always was. Yeah. But, you know, a very kind of, you know, pragmatic, realistic individual you know he said look you might as well be downtown not downtown LA down (laughs) you know you might as well be downtown as up here at home you know and I was like yeah, I suppose you know that you know (laughs) typical teenager yeah all right um so on he proceeded to do pretty much everything for me uh sourced the location uh, which was upstairs, an upstairs unit, as I say, um, uh, £30 a week. Um, and at that time, that was my only concern. How in the hell am I going to pay uh, the rent? Um, source second-hand uh, furniture. Um, and I think got the whole thing open for under £500, which... You know, sounds like absolutely nothing, but it it, it wasn't, you know what I mean? You're like, it it would be, you know, a car, you know, not a new car, but you know, I think my first car a couple of years later was 1500 quid, you know, so just to put things into perspective. Um, And that's kind of how it it happened. And my only motivation was um, to like money was never a driver, but it was a driver as a fuel. Um, and what I mean by that is, at that time, Michael, um, if you wanted to fly to, to London for a course, a flight to London was £300, wow. okay, and a course per day was £100. Now, bear in mind that my wage at that time was 36, 33 or £36, and I was giving seven for my drive uh, in and out uh, for a lift, shall we say, you know? So it, it was it was going to be like 11 or 12 weeks to that. a full saving to be able to get a couple of uh, days course and flight. So that was my driver because, 
you know, whilst I had had my training and I'm very, very thankful to it, it was very, very basic uh, uh, at that time. And I knew myself you that I was, yeah. you know, very, very average at best at that time. Okay. So <clears throat> that was great. That was your why. And it was kind of like, uh, and I love that. And it's always continued to develop. And you sought that if I want to get better and, you know, not necessarily that you want to say more, um, that will come with it, but it was to develop your skills um, and London was the place really to where it was happening in regards to kind of courses and stuff at the time. Yeah, well, I mean, L- London was and actually still is the capital of, ha- of okay. hairdressing, you know, what, what, what Paris and Milan is to fashion, uh, London is, is, is to hair. Now, thankfully, you know, in, in, in these times, you know, a little bit like the, you know, the uh, rock bands or whatever that go on tour. So actually do, do hairdressing, um, you know, teachers and so on and so forth. So, you know, it, it comes to us now. But at that time, you, you know, Mohammed had to go to the mountain. <laughs> and uh, as you said, that was um, and would you try and get a couple of courses in a year or, or kind of as many as you could do really at the time yeah and I, like at that time I also hooked up with a, <clears throat> a guy called Dennis McGuire who uh, ran Cork International College of Hairdressing okay. um, and I spent um, I think probably about 18 months working from 9pm uh, to 4pm uh, in Calorglan and then driving up to Cork City up to Oliver Plunkett Street and doing 4.30 to 9, training uh, with him, uh, and then coming back down and doing it all uh, again. Uh, again and doing it all again. But again, it was just to further further my knowledge. Yeah, yeah. No, that's brilliant. And that, that, that work ethic, as I said, it's, you know, I feel that is initially is, yeah, you're doing as much as you can. You're learning as much and as many hours as you can to get to a point where, you know, you can grow and, um, and which you did. And... <clears throat> Talk about that little transition then later on when you you took and you build up your client base and then there was probably more people then working with you and for you, etc. You started to build and then I think you were saying every couple of years you started to then, you know, expand, build, expand. a little bit, yeah. And yeah. then you were kind of and you were saying people were saying that you were mad initially when you jumped when you opened you bought well in Kalani, wasn't it? Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that so no, I bought but I actually bought I was in my uh, in the first year. I was upstairs, and after a year, I moved down downstairs. Okay. So it, it was like it was like eight seaters. So it was like four times. Wow, man! <laughs> You're buzzing. Uh, yeah, it, absolutely. And, and then we extended a, a couple of times. But the the, the the big thing was in 2001. Then uh, I bought uh, a premises uh, in in Kilorgan. Um So you know, which was great, and you which know, for all intensive purposes, yeah. you know, that was me. You know, complete to yeah. to um, you know most, most people on the outside. Yeah. Um, but in two thousand and six, um, we 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 made the leap. Yeah. yeah. And what what made what made that? What was your was it thought it was a bigger town, or were you think what, what was your um? Yeah, because again, the, I, I'm always kind of conscious of this because you know a lot of people kind of you know from the outside might think you know did I did I think you know, that where I was wasn't good enough or, or, or yeah. whatever. That was never the case. What actually happened was that, thankfully, I, w- I was always booked out, like, you know, six weeks ahead and okay. had a great client a clientele base and, you know, everything was rosy. Yeah. But the problem was that I was looking ahead and, and, and saying, you know, whenever I would go on a week's holidays, everything stopped, you know. The income stopped, yeah, you know. I mean. 
So it was a case of, you know, you were a hamster on a wheel all the time. And I'm like, okay, what happens if I, you know, God forbid, get seriously ill? Or, uh, you know, you know what, yeah. what happens? Um, and I suppose that was the, 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 the sensible part of me was kind of saying, you know, I need to, to, to you know, build a brand, you know, that, that would actually be able to survive without me, you know. Um, so that was the kind of embryo uh, of the idea. But also, you know, going over to the UK and seeing, you know, people that were, you know, really making it, you know, a little bit like the YouTubers that are singing in the shower now. There was an element of 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 that to me. You're seeing that. You're seeing. Okay, they're doing it. So why is there a reason why I can't grow like them to that kind of degree, so to speak? Yeah. Yes and no. Like, as in, you know, I, I, I had an absolute belief when I got the idea that, look, this was this was the way forward. There was a, there was never um, any it wasn't that there wasn't any doubt. It was just a belief. It was going to happen. And that was it. You know, and you work it out. It, it was going to happen. It was going to happen either way. And, you know, like you just said there, everybody everybody including family said i was absolutely bonkers because again if you look at it it was um you know i had a building that i owned and a full clientele so everything was safe i was then proposing to move town to a place where yes i had clients but I didn't have a week's worth of clients for yeah you know for six weeks on rotation uh into a premises that I was going to rent yeah. on a 25-year lease with no break clause at that time because that was just around Celtic Tiger. So it was like, this is what okay. you get. You, you want it, you, want you it. take it. If you don't, good luck. No break clause, you're stuck with it then. If it, went yeah. Exactly. And we're a rent of 2,668 you know, uh, 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 euros a, a month. And at the time, I think my mortgage in Kilorgan was like a grand. So, you know, you can imagine <laughs> yeah, the logic here. Exactly. And I, oh, sorry, a setup cost of 350 grand. Okay, the, the other, yeah, the yeah. additional cost thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Small, small, small bit, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, you still had, obviously, that belief because it happened. But, um, you know, just ex- ex- just kind of just for the guys who, you know, you could have, as you said, you had a safe business. It was your business. You owned the premises you could have just carried on. Um, but just explain that, that burning, a kind of desire or that, as you said, that was your why, that was your, you know, explain that because a lot of people could have just said, look, this is fine. This is doing me. I'm in town. I've got a house here. I'm happy. I've got full business, full clients. What, what yeah. was it that China, with everyone else saying kind of the naysayers, maybe sometimes family saying it out of love and, you know, you know, yeah. and just, you know, worrying about whether it, you know, it would work or not. And then other people, you know, oh, what's he doing there, you know, going off and, you know, with, you know, so what was that? Just explain that, that drive and, and how, you know, you've obviously worked out and that entrepreneur in you that, that, you know, that, that. Yeah, I think, again, I'm, I'm, I'm always a terror for this going kind of forward and, and backwards. I think it, it was, at least kind of 1998 before I actually kind of realized actually, you know, I, I, I might actually be a business person here as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but round about the, the, the 2000 to 2005, I actually started, and this sounds bonkers, taking an interest in my business. And what I mean by that is before that and up until that, 
it was the hair, right? I didn't like going up to the till if I could avoid it and get someone else to take the money. I, you know, it, it, that was a, a dirty word. Anything to do, you know, I wanted to do the hair and I wanted the clients to, to be happy. And I actually almost wanted to detach myself from the business side of it. Does that, that make sense? Because it, it, it was almost kind of like, you know, clouding the, the experience or something like that. But between kind of 2000 and 2005, there was a little bit maybe of a, of a shift. And I guess because I bought the premises in 2001, maybe that was the catalyst. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, shit, I have to actually have to pay for this, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, always a good catalyst. Yeah, yeah and, and just started get actually getting a little bit of an interest in, in, in the numbers. Um, and I, I think that's probably why um, in, in creative businesses, um, and I think in a, you know, your, your business would come into that as well. Any, any business that is, is driven hugely by passion, a lot of the times we don't have the, the balance on the scales in terms of you know, the accounting, the marketing, the this, the that, because we don't really, you know, that doesn't float our boat. That doesn't light us on fire, you know. Here, let's go through these spreadsheets to say, way. Yeah, appreciate. I was actually have to do mine. My, my um, I've got you know the VAT bill coming up and this and that, and I've got yeah. I was supposed to put in my weekly budgets and and yeah, it's been about a month and a half. So sorry for the, my uh, accountant there, but I'll, I'll get it done um, <laughs> eventually. Yeah, as you said, it's like yeah, I'll get that done. It's on the long finger, and you you carry on day to day what you what you enjoy. And um, but now I can see that, and and but then yeah, coming to the point where okay you know if you want to grow the business you have to that's just part of it and um whether you get someone to do that side of it or um you know uh, and as i said you've <clears throat> you you've grown to was it around 60 now staff Sean, yeah i mean we have three salons you've got now yeah we we've we've 64 um 64 a team of 64 at the moment and um that's across the like say the the three three locations and it's four four businesses as it were we have um obviously the 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 the, the salons in each in each location and the gents it used to be a a, a separate um entity yeah. where and it still is but it's kind of a little bit more merged yeah. uh, so there's those three and then we actually have the the, the education brand shantaf education which we launched a number of years ago as well yeah so and was always kind of um female hair that was in it was obviously the the main focus Predom- yeah predominantly no i mean i i like i i i had and still have actually um but it's probably maybe about an 85 15 okay. uh, uh, um and I, actually you know a lot of the uh, the the guys that were with me at, at the start are actually still with me okay. and i actually really kind of admire that because uh in a, in a way you know they've seen a massive tr- uh, transition and and to actually you know kind of go along with me for that it must have been kind of a little bit awkward for them as well yeah. you know what i mean because they started off with as you said yourself the short back and side two-seater <laughs> shop yeah, yeah. and now it's it, it's evolved into con- something completely different yeah. you know and not, again not saying good or bad but you know it, yeah. it, it it's very different for them I think the grooming and men's grooming is 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 kind of get kind of big business now in regards to you know product shaving, male products. I even saw something in the Dragon's Den. Yeah, the, yeah, I've got it there. There you go, the lady, right? I have, well it. Positioned. I have all the products. Yeah, I didn't actually realise that, but there you go. That wasn't actually done on purpose. Just yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. for the listeners, I, yeah. I have some product there. Is it Lay 
That's um, that's Sean. Um, they sell in the in the barbers. Good so man, Chris. Good man. Yeah, yeah. Good product placement there. Yeah, on the yeah, podcast. yeah. Get a picture now with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. I mean, as I said, I was just watching something in Dragons Den the last day, and there was uh, some. You get lost on YouTube, you know, now and again. And yeah. there was about this. I think it was called. Um, what was it called? War paint for men, or like men's makeup and stuff. Mm. And just. But um, as I said, there's a lot more. Even the young, I find teenagers and stuff. There's a lot more into their their looks and their hair and etc. So I mean, that's probably grown that side of it as well in regards to the barbers and things like that, as well as obviously the. the yeah, I mean that's it, and that's huge, and it, and it's 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 brilliant because you know as a excuse me as a young fella, um, you know going hairdressing at, at, at 13 years of age who had an interest in hair and fashion, you can imagine you can imagine the names that were 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 called, you know, yeah. and for me, uh, I think that's it's a massive massive um, kind of change, and to see uh, guys being able to kind of openly be proud of how they look and you know not be kind of tarnished and again i i, I you yeah, know I, I just I just think that it's it's not it's that all oh, that side of thing is nonsense but yeah i i'm I, I just think it's incredible it's great yeah and as i said there was that you know <clears throat> back in the day and i said was it just just kind of leading from that when you started off and stuff sean and it's just kind of obviously a male in with a female in a female space dominated um how did you find that? And obviously, clients-wise, obviously, you filled up. But what was that like in regards to, I suppose, other people, you know, when you started out hairdressing? You know, what was it like back in the sort of the late 80s? Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I received very little negative, um, uh, you know, kind of feedback in terms of, uh, you know, what I was doing. Most people were really, really encouraging. E- even actually peers... You know, uh, would have been in school or or, or yeah. whatever. You know, occasionally on the on the night out, you'd uh, you'd get the uh, you know the uh, F F F the three letter letter oh, yeah. F word. Yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. you know uh, the predominant, predominant guess, yeah. tendencies yeah, yeah. of uh, male hair. You hair get a few idiots, yeah, not, not yeah, you're, 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 you're going to get the, you're yeah. all you're yeah. always going to get yeah. the, always yeah. going to get yeah. that. Yeah, but um, now I have a couple of friends in England who kind of open their open the hairdressers as well and they're doing brilliantly I said it's 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 becoming more and more um and as you said with with what happened now today with the whole announcement with the you know it's only going to grow the industry kind of even more well hopefully because actually more probably the listeners wouldn't realize it but hairdressing has actually been kind of declining in terms of um people going into it for a number of reasons, I suppose one, as I, I said at the very outset, that you know, um, career guidance has been kind of gearing people away, away from, from it. Oh, it's you know, all u- university, um, college, etc., which you know is absolutely fine. Um, and like that, I mean, I, I, I left school without without any intercert at that time. That was for uh, any of you people born after 2000, <laughs> that's what is now the junior cert, and um. You know, I, I'm all for education. I like I read in uh, UL uh, myself for the last two years and wow. just com- completed a diploma in management. So I'm not against uh, education yeah. uh, 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 at all. But I think, you know, it's different things for different people. And I don't think that, you know, the, um, I suppose the trades should be kind of written off either. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, they were kind of, I say disregarded, but they weren't pushed as much as probably as other trades, whereas hopefully this will 
you know it is yeah it's a balance as you said it's you know it's, it's it's a great career to get into and you and you know you can make success out of it which which you can see and just talk touching on education and you talk a lot about and when i've kind of done a bit of research about how you're constantly sending your staff on training and that's that's kind of part of the you know their with the contract or whatever but they're you know they're off and they're upskilling and i think that's brilliant that continual professional development the cpa yeah. kind of stuff are you big on that sean yeah so we we have a um, critical minimum uh, standards in 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 the salon a, a list of them but one of them is that everyone has to attend um at least three courses per annum okay right um and i you know if i was giving a, a piece of uh, startup advice to, to anybody again irrespective of the industry they're go- going into I think they should actually apply that to themselves uh, uh, as well uh, and the reason the reason being not not necessarily even what they're going to learn okay um, and I just briefly go off on the tangent yeah, that we spoke about there for, for a second when I teach courses and a lot of times um, the most difficult um, people to break, shall we say, or get through to, can be the the older the older person. Um, number one, they're, they're, the reason why they don't go is fear. You know, they may say whatever it is, but it's the fear of you know walking through the door. You know, fear the fear of being with younger people fear of having the piss taken out of them well you know whatever just it it's all kind of encapsulated in fear but for the most part when you talk to people and they say oh you know what i'm a bit i'm i'm hairdressing 15 years or i'm you know i don't know i'm saying being an accountant for 15 years whatever the hell it is you know it's like i'm bored and it's like i don't know is it for me or whatever and the thing about it is that i'd always say when was the last time you were on a course and chances are they haven't been for a year or two and the thing about it for me is if i if i go on something like a lot of times i'll actually go on 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 foundation courses right stuff that i actually kind of teach and for for a couple of reasons one obviously you know for us the basic elements are the you know if you can you know whether it's whether it's hairdressing, whether it's kind of, you know martial arts, whether it's whatever, yeah. if you can do the basic stuff to a level that's well, yeah. absolutely incredible, then you'll just blow anything out of out of the water. And I think that's probably the same in 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 every industry. But it just when you come away from that, even if there's not something new, there's a new energy, you know. And 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 that for me is is inspiring. That's brilliant and 100% agree with that. And, you know, we can see people try and sometimes overcomplicate things when there's no need to, like try this fancy workout or this piece of equipment, do the basics, right? Get your compound movements done. Say I'm talking fitness related here. Consistency over a period of time, you'll get your results. But it's, oh, I'll try the next one. I saw this in men's health or I, I did this. And now oh, this person was doing this on Instagram. <clears throat> They're doing all sorts of things. They're not going to yeah. get the results. Um, but it, I'm always like, just don't keep, you know, and I heard from somebody before, like, keep the water crystal clear. Like, don't muddy it. Do you know, keep yeah. the simple and the basics. As you said, if you can do them to a high level, yeah, you're going to succeed. And I, and I see that with you in the gym because obviously I would come in uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple of times a week and, and I, I see that there that, you know, you're kind of going through through uh, the, 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 the core principles. Obviously, yeah. I don't know what, what, you know what they are, yeah. but I see you kind of uh, doing it. And again, it's not it's not 
you know this crazy fandangle stuff it's yeah. the you know the the correct position for the squats and the deadlifts and all this kind of stuff and then, yeah it, it, it you know it, it's the same as our industry it's yeah, the core yeah. things you know um but i find that's brilliant and that continue and that what you touch on there is energy and that's what it's all about it's and i find if those people hadn't done it 15 years they're probably gonna you know they're gonna lose enthusiasm but even if that going to and that's i'm doing it doing a H-tip, um, I'm starting something now, it's more mind-related now, right. um, the, the life coaching side of things up in Dublin now next Saturday, um, and buzzing for it, because it's been a little while since I've been able to do, I'm doing a couple of online stuff, but yeah. just going, sitting there, being in an environment where everyone's got that positive mindset, it's, it's kind of that life coaching mind, mindset related course, so it's just to kind of finish off that, <clears throat> and um, you know, it's, I remember, you know, the stuff I've done before with, with, with them is, you know, I came out, I was buzzing because, you know, you're there, you're learning, um, might be one or two bits, you know, you're recapping on stuff, but just the energy I got after being there in the environment, back in the classroom, so to speak, or something, you know, because a long time since I graduated, you know, and I've done, <laughs> I've done other courses in between, but um, as you said, it's, it, it just gives you that little bit of a lift and gets you more, relights that bit of passion for the industry you know it gets you kind of going again yeah. um and as i said the yeah that that fear which we'll touch on a little bit that can be there as well but they feel so much better after that after that but that's great that that you know as you said that was it three times a year the guys are doing Mi- minimum kind of, minimum kind minimum, of three times a year like um and and you know we you know we're not forced when i say they have to go on it that's that that's pet you know we pay for those yeah, courses you know yeah, um, yeah. so it's like before anyone uh, <laughs> You know, contacts kind of saying he's a slave driver. Um, <laughs> you have to go. Yeah, yeah, um, but, but um, um, yeah, and it, it's 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 good for it's good for, good for people. Like the you know the biggest enemy for us is kind of complacency, yeah. or what I like to kind of refer to as like mind drifting. You know, it's like being there, but not being there. I know it's like, you know, can come into mindfulness or whatever. But, you know, and I see it a lot of times, shall we say, over the years, hairdressers, a little bit like, you know, you drive from here to Dublin and you kind of say, did I pass? So on such and such a, 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 a town or a, obviously it's a motorway now, yeah, but you know what yeah, I mean? I know you, mean. you know, you kind of can't even remember. You're an autopilot, you kind of drift off. Yeah. yeah, and I feel a lot of hairdressers or, you know, whatever professionals, you know, they kind of almost, you know, go through the motions. And, 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 and I, I try to instill in, in my team that every time you try and t- try at least to treat the client like it's a new client. Yeah, you that, know, that, yeah. um, because, you know, you're always going to be trying to do that extra little bit. And, you know, you, you if the, the minute you kind of start to, for example, we ban, we don't do not allow same again. OK, as in, you know, you can't say those words. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, no, yeah. and we've clients that would ha- will happily come in and, 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 and do the same and thing. The same, and, s- and that's absolutely 100 yeah. percent fine. I'm not saying anything uh, uh, about that. But, you know, we uh, as stylists can't go up and say, Mary, same again, is it? Yeah. You know, it's, a, yeah. it's again, critical minimum standard. No, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's a different level. You, you, that's your product, you know, that's, that's, that's your brand, you know, that's your level you want to keep it. And as I said, you'll find that in a lot of places you'll go and you'll know as soon as you leave, there's a, if someone's just going through the motion, just, um, you know, and probably have off days, I'm sure, but it's, it's just, you can feel it. Um, and you're probably less likely to okay rush back or, or tell other people because it's word of mouth as you know yeah and that's what it's here you know I'm not from the town <clears throat> you know uh, blowing um, but um, it's you know kind of nearly 10 years here so I'm getting there but it it is a lot of probably most of my you know I'd, um, 
the lady walked through the door today her husband you know was had to come to me or or you know it was doing the men's program whatever it was so you know it's word of mouth and then same with the mom and baby group they tell other moms <clears throat> and if you create that you know good experience good atmosphere and a lot of my clients would be someone who would have that fear would have that self-confidence issue yeah. sometimes maybe struggle to go in some of the big gyms um, maybe haven't done anything for a few years and now they're coming for a couple of one-to-ones and now they're going into classes and you see the personality shift in them do you know I yeah. think that's what it's all about is creating that level and making the experience as you said unique and it's like they're the first time they've came in yeah exactly and i mean it is so satisfying you know and again this is where our i suppose our two professions kind of uh, link is you know to aside from you know whatever you're doing to them but to see that person you know grow i mean you know we only see a little bit of it inside in the, the, the salon but from your point of view that must be amazing to see maybe you know uh, and i know obviously people don't try change from introvert to extrovert but you know somebody maybe that's very very introverted to them becoming like what I tend to call you know an extrovert introvert you know that must be that must be great that's that's why I'm still in the industry Sean to be honest because when I got into the industry I think when I left junior I remember um it was my first it was a graduate job it was it was in a hotel gym I think it was they were looking for sports science graduate at the time whatever it was I think it was like 11 and a half K sterling starting. Yeah. So I didn't get in for, for the money. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously as you No get, Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. Not yet. Touch wood. No, no. Yeah. Um, but when um, you, um, you obviously as you get older, more experienced and you climb the ladder, you know, can, can earn a little bit more and stuff like that. But it was, it was that feeling and <clears throat> there's been instances over the years that's kept me in it, you know, where times I was kind of waning a little bit and then you see someone, you know, other people come in literally was struggling to sit down on the chair you know you could have had one that had a back brace or had back fusions and uh, other people who just were very lacking in confidence self-image issues mm-hmm. and just working one-to-one they wouldn't go into a class by no means in those six months sometimes it took but then yeah. gradually confidence built and then you just see that just their personality come out and when they come into the class again a little bit nervous about the first one and now they're coming three times a week buzzing you know dropped a bit of weight whatever reached their goals but just making friends in the process and just, you know, um, and it's kind of when you sit back and sometimes you know yourself, you probably experience that. Sometimes I'm in the, the bubble, so to speak, and I don't really appreciate sometimes. <clears throat> People say to me, like, you know, oh, you know, you're great. Like, how do you feel when that person? I said, oh, yeah, and I'm delighted for them. And they're like, but also, you know, you give yourself a little pat on the back because, you know, you've been part of it. Whereas sometimes it's hard to give myself that, yeah. you know, pray, you know, so to speak. But it's kind of say, you know, I'm glad that, you know, that was, I had this dream, we'll talk about a little bit about, you you know, the mind mapping stuff and the vision boards and mm. stuff we spoke about off, off air there. <clears throat> but I had that vision in my head of, of initially it wasn't Studio 7, but that came, the 7 came from the whole 7 chakras and, and the, the body and mind and that was my slide. Oh, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so the 7 kind of popped up. People ask me, is it because you're open 7 days a week? I'm like, no, no, I'm closed on Sundays. <laughs> it's a day of rest, Sean. Even, um, even God rested on Sunday, yeah? Exactly. I need a break. Yeah. Um, but it was to do with the seven started popping up a lot. And um, I remember Pat actually talking to me about, this was when I was at the Europe actually, about maybe doing weekends based around chakras and this and that. And, you know, bringing me in as the kind of um, fitness kind of expert on that. 
so the number seven kept on coming up and I was teaching a night course in the, you know, the community college. Yeah. You know, and it was called Release Your Inner Brilliance, which I've kind of carried on to do some some workshops um, with that title. And sells out, as the last one sold out incredibly yeah, quickly, few, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah brilliant. That's, that's good. And again, public speaking wouldn't have been my forte. And still I'm learning, but I'm getting better. But it was something way outside my, if you asked me three years ago, I'd be doing that, not a hope. But again, you face your fears and you kind of just get on with it. And once you get into the flow and get a bit of experience, but uh it was, I was talking about chakras and all of a sudden, I don't know, just one day I said, well, I was going to call it like MPL performance or something, my initials and didn't sound right. And then I just said, Studio 7 kind of runs off and had the fitness and the body, you know, the body and the mind side of it, which was what my tagline mm. was, which is trying to make, you know, how am I different? Okay, I'm a life coach and I've you know, been a fitness professional for like 18, 19 years. So how can I combine the two? So that's where it came up, you know, with, with, with the whole um, kind of branding side of it, which is which is kind of important to get that get that brand yeah and that's there. a fairly unique usp as well actually isn't yeah, it yeah. to combine and uh, combine those uh, i suppose now getting more and more kind of you know you see more and more people jumping on the bandwagon but when you started a couple of years ago it was virtually un, unheard of wasn't it yeah, really yeah. you know to have those two together yeah so it's just kind of con- you know combining those and so yeah i had that kind of vision actually sean um, i actually had the it's funny actually i had a picture of I I drawn a picture of the gym that I wanted before I ever saw this place and it's scarily and it's you put it out there to, you know to to to, to the you know uh, you know your conscious mind or whatever put it out to the universe and I drew it on a piece of paper and I drew it in my talks and it was pretty much I, on this drawing I had I had a door you opened up there was two toilets and a, an office then you open another door to a big square area and there was a roller door. Now, the only difference between my picture and the reality was the roller door was in a different spot. But apart from that, it was pretty bang on. And that's what actually kind of happened. And I'd seen one or two other places, but when when I walked in, it doesn't look like it does now. It was a bit of work. A good bit of work went into getting it like it does. But it was, I was like, this is it. You know, this is what I've been waiting for. And, you know, in regards to that, you know, we talked a little bit about mind mapping and visions. And is that something that you practice, Sean? And... Yeah, in, in in a big way. Now, I don't know whether I kind of, I know you kind of alluded maybe to the law of attraction or, yeah. or, or whatever there. I, you know, I, I have an open mind on all that kind of stuff. But I, I am a believer in this, you know, if you're kind of putting, whether it's conscious, subconscious or, or whatever, uh, putting the idea out there, then whether you realize it or not, you're putting in the effort to make, you know, see that goal is then, is then official. Uh, and I think, you know, whether you realize it or not, you're working towards that goal, yeah. you know. Um, 100% and law of attraction, yeah, but you need action. You know, that's what it's about. It's okay to say, and Jim Carrey, did you see that clip of Jim Carrey and Oprah? No. And he, he wrote himself a check for $10 million. Oh yeah, I've heard about this, yeah. yeah. And he was a struggling comedian, um, actor, whatever. He was getting nowhere fast and he sat on top of overlooking hollywood i think in his car you know and wrote himself a check put in his wallet for five years from now before thanksgiving 10 million dollars and he said you know blah 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 he you know um he tried and he did this and that and just before that fifth year just before thanksgiving he got um cast for dumb and dumber 10 million dollars like um, was given to him and then he said but you know, and Oprah was like, obviously you had to work to, he goes, yeah, he goes, don't you just sit around and eat a sandwich? He said, yeah. you know, he kept working to get to that point, but he had the goal, as you said, he had the vision. And, you know, what I find a lot of people sometimes, you know, come in and, 
you know, you you might be the same where they want a certain thing, but they're not going to put the effort in to get it. So they'll be like, yeah, they want to get to the top of the mountain, but they don't see the mountain. They don't see the journey to it and what you learn from it. And I've been in the game nearly 20 years and it's, it took me 18, 17 years to get to a point where, you know, I, I opened my own business and stuff like that. Um, I was I was working for other people, mm. which was fine. There's not, not there's nothing wrong with that. And um, but do you find I don't know the shift from, from people over the years? Obviously, you've got a lot of employees. Do you find that you know people want something, but when it comes to crunch, do they struggle? You know, whether they put the effort in to get it? Yeah, I mean, I I think may, maybe not so much kind of you know employees, but I think you know definitely people that I've kind of met and come across. Um, o- o- over the years that you know people you know there's some people that, that want it and, and will go after it yeah. and uh, I'm probably going to be politically incorrect here now but there's you know there's the other what I kind of call you know the, the the stoners whether they are actually or whether they're not <laughs> that, that you know kind of you know dream and dream and dream and that's all they ever do you know and it's like you know we're going to do this and we're going to change the world and you know tomorrow but tomorrow never never happens and and for me i kind of i really kind of feel like shaking people and it's like you know fuck's sake just do it you know yeah yeah Yeah. you see you're probably in them but they're like yeah yeah and it's like an awful lot of time it is you know people that have you know that have the capability and it's just to you know ignite that fuel yeah to let them off because and I talked about that on previous podcasts and we talked to Pat Fowler who was in recently and we talked about that as well about you know he said something he wants to slide into the grave or something he's like he was saying he wants to you know and I was like you know just you know have everything done that you want to do um, and I heard something else on someone's podcast it was like when they want to die die empty not die full and I, I kind of really profound it stuck with me because they wanted to die empty as in they've done what they wanted to do they had no regrets um, obviously you can have regrets about some things mm. but they they you know, people. A lot of people die full of of you know they like that had the potential, had the idea, um, had the you know the vision, um, but just out of fear and sometimes fear of of failing. But not only that, but sometimes fear of succeeding. Yeah. And like yourself, you succeed, and then it's like, how do I maintain this? There's a fear of how am I going to keep going? Look, you know, most business fail in the first year. I came past the first year, you know, um, but I'm still, you know, you could fail at any time. So there's that fear as well as you know so people get kind of crippled by it um and you know i had a conversation myself for about four or five years inside the year but you ask anyone i work with some days i was full yeah i'm gonna do it. and then and then i said michael what are you on about how are you gonna get the money to it? how are you gonna get who's gonna come to you blah 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 you you, you reel off a load of, of the reasons self-doubt why you can't, creep, yeah. creep, creeps think, in you know, you know it's the monster yeah. you know the bad the bad mo- playing the yeah. bad movies in your head all yeah. the time and, and you're gonna have that it's how you override that and and realize that's just a thought and you're in control of it um, and as you said, in regards to mind mapping stuff, have you worked a lot on that side of things in regards to the mind and the power of it and how you can utilize it properly? And- yeah, so I, I, I use the thing, whether it's called mind mapping or objective mapping, I'm not too sure which, but I've got a little bit like you have uh, here on, yeah, on your kind of board. Yeah. I have a huge board in, in, in my office and I literally have, you know, kind of a personal goal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I have business goals I've usually two of them at the, uh, um, written up there in the centre yeah. and I literally have on yeah, would you call it be like an atom or whatever you know office, the, the yeah, 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 office yeah, yeah. Um, with actions that I need to do to do to get to in order to, to, to get there you know 
Uh, and, and for me, I find that kind of helpful because sometimes, you know, it doesn't matter what the idea is, whether you say it's, it's, it's opening the gym or, you know, I don't know, learn to ride a bicycle, uh, you know, whatever, you know, going to Everest, you know, like, you know, you have to start somewhere and the enormity of it sometimes can be overwhelming. And I think that's what do, that's what creates a. Oh, fuck it, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? Because it's just so enormous. But if you actually start listing whatever that is, you know, I don't know, cycle around the world, you know, you, you need to start somewhere, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. You need to do your research. You need yeah. to do, you know, whatever. Uh, God's sake, start somewhere. That's the thing, is making the start. And once you get a bit of momentum, um, that's huge. And you get those little wins. And as you said, a, a, you know, a, a goal without any action is just a wish really you know as you mm. said that's perfect you've got your your little sub goals and your your steps to get to that goal and then you know once that's ticked off okay you know what, what's the next thing um what can i kind of how can i grow and uh, as a person personally and also as uh, professionally so that's brilliant um and uh, yeah there's a, you know just myself with a couple of things take um, ticked off this year t- did the old photo shoot um yeah, and in great shape, I might add. Yeah, well, fair play, I've, I've carved up since, but uh, <laughs> uh, it was it was. That's my excuse too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, might do another one for the fortieth next year. We'll see. But I didn't quite get to the stage level like Mister Devan, but he, again, he did brilliantly looking. And again, something you know, he's a great example of of someone who's just got that positive. He's a positive guy, anyways. One of the positive people I know, but just just a very you know driven person. He'd never done it before, never done this posing thing, never been on stage, and he comes away with some trophies, like you know, and he's on to the next goal straight away. So, you know, those those type of people, and talking about, I talk about inner circles a lot, and how like mm-hmm. he would be in mine. Um, hopefully, I'm in his. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I've got three or four people in there that they 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 pick you up, they 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 push you, they you know, you've always got the naysayers, and I've been you know, I've been the emotional vampire people where they just mm. kind of drain you and try and remove yourself from spending time with them before you know it you can get dragged down into that yeah so yeah. you know you're probably the same you've probably got some really good core group of friends that yeah you know, exactly they're gonna you're gonna motivate you they're gonna you know be there for you and back you up yeah and i'm very lucky between that you know friends and family but i mean the thing about it is that a lot of times should we say you know people may bring bring you down or, or kind of you know dampen your I suppose ambitions, not deliberately yeah. for you, you know, for you know, for your own welfare. Yeah. There, that's that's their that's their driver. It's not that they're trying to you know keep you down or or, or, or hold you back. You know, from a but good you place just, sometimes. Yeah, it, from a good place, but that still doesn't it doesn't change the the overall effect. That yeah. that's not a not a positive experience. I know you know? what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, I could talk to you all day now, Sean. Like, I know we're coming up to the hour now, but... Um, part two coming part, soon. There'll be a part two coming up. Um, just probably touching it because, you know, the whole Rosa Shalee thing was um, was on recently. And if some of the guys are watching it, you know, during the ad breaks and during the before and afters, you know, you were very well, you know, um, sh- shown on there. And you, was it the last couple of years? Have you have you done the Rosa Shalee yeah, well, stuff? Yeah, this is... Well, again, just I suppose to clarify, it's actually the team that, 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 that do it. I mean, I, I'm involved, you know, yeah, no, yeah, uh, from yeah, a distance. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd hate to take uh, credit for something that the, 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 the team, oh, the yeah, team, the team yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're primarily uh, responsible for it. But yeah, four years, four years now. Right. Um, quite a lot of publicity this year, which is yeah, great. That's brilliant, um, yeah. 
Um, but again, you know, I couldn't do it without without the team. I mean, not not with the volume uh, of work that's um, encountered, and also the, it brings in into delegating as well. You know, uh, as if you if you're starting your business and w- want to do everything yourself, you're not going to succeed. See, that's the thing. And now it's kind of getting to the point. You know, I've you know you know Aaron doing some stuff for me, Alan. You know, it's getting to that point where. You know, you trust in the person that they can, you know, and obviously it is, you know, you can't be in it all the time because you're going to burn out at some stage. You have to get to a point and, you know, you know, doing maybe going off and doing this, not going off, but having the gym running and, and then doing some more speaking stuff. I've gone into schools and trying to build that element a little bit yeah. and have this side then as well. And, you know, initially you just want business and then it's kind of you want better business. You kind of work a bit smarter as you progress. And as I said, it's still fairly early on, just over two years and, and hopefully that will it will progress and and I'm, I'm happy the way it's, it's going you know diary's busy etc but it's initially it was like oh yeah i can take you at two in the morning that's fine we're not you know what i mean yeah you, and then it's you do be, what you got to do at the start yeah, I mean, yeah. taking out my own stuff but now it's kind of okay i need to get my own workouts in i need to do stuff for me as well you know to get the balance right because you know you need to get the recovery in which is which is huge as well so it is getting you know trusting people in which i have um and and progress that way which is great um and also, just touching on, just when I read up recently, you um, <clears throat> you got a fairly big award, didn't you? This was at the um, Schwarzkopf Salon of the Year. Is that that, right? That's a good, that's a couple uh, a couple of years ago, no? But that was, I suppose, the the the, the, the you know one of the biggest kind of awards. That's massive. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in, in, in the industry. And again, that was something that went back. Um, we actually had that um, hairdressing business guru, Alan Austin Smith, in about two years before oh, us. Wow. And he said, look, yeah, he said to, to our, he had our whole team there and, and he, he said, like, what do you want? And collectively as a team, we said, and we said, you know, do we want to be the best salon in the area, yeah. in the county, in the country. Know, the, the country and we settled on the country and yeah. our mission uh, you know yeah, was to the uh, well our mi- internal mission statement yeah, yeah, shall yeah, we say yeah, yeah. was that we wa- within two years we wanted to be the best salon in in, in the country and that was our goal was and goal. we did everything to to get to, there to, and, to and you reached that. it yeah. that's amazing yeah. congratulations yeah. that's amazing and you've won the the hairdresser year quite a few times then. Well, I, I've won hair, well, I've won hair, hair, uh, fantastic hairdresser of, of of the year and a few years ago and came second uh, uh, once I think as well. But um, yeah, look uh, for for me right now. I mean, it's next generation as you, as you know. Chris uh, is, is fly, flying the flag, um, you know, uh, na- nationally and internationally. And uh, Sandra is one of our team that she won. Um, uh, junior hairdresser of the year as well so wow, for me it, it's focusing on the guys, yeah, now. exactly yeah. and getting the guys yeah. through and getting and as I said you're, you're all about you know getting the guys in the, into competitions as well which is brilliant and and you know credit to you for that and um yeah i mean what, what we do is said we could probably do a part two i've got i've got loads more but we're kind of coming up to the hour there so we'll just i normally finish um sean with um three questions they're, they're not too um not too crazy um so three, okay <laughs> three three questions as a little um finisher for um you don't have to do burpees or anything it's okay okay <laughs> like the guy not this did. time no um so first question sean is um what if anything uh scares you um i think like everything kind of scares you to a degree doesn't it but i, I i'm a firm believer that it's actually only true kind of going through the fear that you actually get 
the the best reward mm. you know one of the biggest things for me was actually when i was um d- teaching a seminar to actually stand up in front of my peers to oh, actually no. do a, a, a haircut and not shake and i literally was in pieces before doing it yeah. but the ecstasy afterwards for me was like actually and and and, and you get it constantly uh, you know the, the bigger the fear the better the satisfaction. Yeah. It's kind of like a drug, isn't it? You know, it's, that, that's it. And that was when I did my, in the drum hall, I did um, a talk with a psychotherapist friend of mine, Sheila Ryan. And um, I know Sheila. Yeah, yeah, she's lovely and she's yeah. brilliant. And the two of us were stressed to the nines and we were talking about stress management. Um, um, go that day up into the weeks and researching it and doing the PowerPoint, etc. And then the, the laptop wouldn't work and I was freaking out. And then um, I remember there was 35 people. It was full, full, full room. And we were doing it over four nights, I think over a month, I think it was once a week. And the first night, I was sat at the top with like a clipboard, like I'm there, and I was writing down, pretending I was looking all studious, and I was like, yeah. they were writing. Affi- it's a crutch, isn't yeah, it? I was actually writing affirmations down, like I have on the board, like, you know, believe in yourself, Michael, you can do this. So I was writing them down. You're not going to collapse yeah, in a yeah, heap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> breathe, yeah. breathe. And I was shitting a brick I'm yeah, not yeah. Lie. Um, but after the, as you said the, the, the elation and the relief and it's actually the feedback then they were like oh this is going to be you know could we crap you know? but they were all buzzing great feedback over the course of the week and it sold out again pretty much and um, you know I, when I did my own solo event again oh my god nobody's going to come if they do come then it sold out I'm like oh it's going to have to be good now do you know yeah. what I mean it's like but what is it about yeah. I think but I th- do think that's probably a unique um, kind of factor, an X factor yeah, as yeah. well. I think you need the, that little bit. Of, you need that stress to actually get. To, yeah, the, co- the cocky or the person. I don't think you might get there short term, but not long term, because yeah. the the I, it's my belief that we're always self doubting. You know, and you know, I think especially with driven or creative people or whatever, it's like. Am I? I? Am I? You know? Yeah. I, 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 do I really believe the hype? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. you know, if someone kind of says like you know you, you, you've achieved so, uh, so much, Michael, in the last couple of years, but you're like, I'm you really, know, yeah, am I allowed to give myself <laughs> yeah. a, a clap yeah, on the yeah, back here? Yeah, and you're like, yeah. no, you're going to feel like a dick. You know, yeah. someone's going to think you're an arrogant bastard. You yeah. know. But I find that people always they say, oh, you've got a great way about you, the way you you know, and. You know, maybe it's that, as you said, it's that personal connection people have with me and that I have with yeah. them, with clients, their friends, you know. And yeah. that's what's probably, you know, where, you know, gone from, you know, I, I you know, grew, grew, grew business for other people, as I said, grew the membership in, in other gyms. And then, you know, luckily now I'm doing the same here. And it, it was, you know, you know, to say, okay, it, you know, I have that kind of approachability and that, I suppose, warmth. And Easy I I'm just generally kind of yeah. care about people. Yeah. You know, and I just want people yeah. to get better. And it's not fake. So. Yeah. And, and the way I think about it, you know, the, we touched about it earlier about, um, you know, you know, doing it just for monetary reasons, you know, it's, it's the, obviously your business, you have to pay bills, you have to, you know, but what I find, the more people I can help, then that will take care of itself. Do you get me? It's kind of like, I just kind of help people and then, you know, it will, people will come, people will hear and people, you know, and the business side of things will, will kind of increase. I think, you know, and it's not doing it for the money, you know, obviously we want to make, everyone wants to come to a life, etc. but it's like, you know, I have a passion for it. I love just helping people. And if, you know, if, if that, if that works and at the minute, you know, hopefully, you know, it is, which is great, you know, the, the you know, the, the better for it. And then you feel, I feel such a, that buzz and that internal kind of satisfaction, I suppose, from from that, and that's why I'm still in the industry, and that's why I still get a buzz from it. Um, 
you know, uh, and you know, hopefully, continue to be in it in some shape, shape or form for, for you know for for the rest of the working life. Anyways, you know, um, okay. So we got yeah, that was good. A bit of a long long answer from me, probably. Then uh, it was your question, but uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was spot on. No, I agree with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, then um, just two more left. So two would be if is there anyone or any person or any anything that over the years that's inspired you, Sean? Um, anything in particular spring to mind? Um, I, I, again, I suppose from a hairdressing point of view, I'm probably going to, uh, you know, kind of uh, list the person that every hairdresser uh, lists and uh, that's Vidal Sassoon. Okay. Uh, somebody that, that um, it, without going too long into it, um, was a Cockney, East End of London, uh, went into, uh, I think it was at Knightsbridge or whatever, looking for a job at 13 or 14, got turfed out because of his accent and just told, really? uh, uh, you know, told everywhere he went and basically went away at, at, at that age and just got elocution lessons and came back speaking rather grand uh, and uh, literally kind of you know came up and you know a very interesting story yeah, yeah. but then it effectively kind of changed changed our industry uh, completely wow. uh, so yeah he would be a, and i always say this to to the, well i used to always say it to, to the younger ones i've had to change the role model now because uh, you know some of them haven't even heard of him yeah, yeah. you know uh, yeah. but i always used to say you know it, you know if you're on a day that you're being complacent complacent uh, if vidal sassoon was outside the door would you be happy to say i actually did that and if you're if you're not then it shouldn't be going out the door when I buy it as in the hairstyle yeah, no, the that's, person that's a great way to think about it because yeah. I said would you let them out and would he like, like are you to happy it? to put your name to that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that's brilliant because that's will be in the back of their mind like okay this cut you know whatever we're doing this style here you know let's make this the best I, I can be yeah. like, you know every time which is which is brilliant and that's that's we're going to get people back back through the doors so that's brilliant and last but you know means least <coughs> um, is there one book doesn't have to be more than one book could be two three um that or an audio book or whatever over the years that you've kind of read um could be mindset could be you know professional whatever it is um that you were like you know this is gold or you've got a lot from and you know um, yeah um I, I i'm a big audio book okay. um fan uh and i, I like um i've chat with uh, with alan and yourself actually yeah. we'll be bouncing off uh, different audio books um Oh, one that has a massive impact on, on me and he wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea and I, I don't really identify with much of what he says but it's, it resonates strongly at the same time and that's t- uh, 10x by uh, Grant uh, Cardone oh, yeah, you know again he's a kind of a bit marmite but again the whole thing being you know are you actually really doing what you you know doing enough and it's like, you know, you can bitch and moan about stuff, yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. are you up at like 5 a.m.? Are you, you know, chasing down everything you need to do? To do? Now, that's extreme, but, yeah. you know, an awful lot of times, you know, we kind of say, oh, I haven't got time to do this. I haven't got time to do that. But, you know, Jesus Game of Thrones was great last week, wasn't it? You know, yeah, and, uh, you know, what time? I, yeah, I got up at eight o'clock, you know, what? what happens at 6am you know yeah. uh, which brings me on to Miracle Morning is one that I, oh, I listened yeah, yeah, to recently yeah, 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 and yeah. I thought that was great as yeah. well 
Um, yeah, I'm a big. I'm, I'm really like most of my reading is in that kind of vein. Yeah. Um, I would read like fictional stuff on holidays and stuff. But I, I you know, obviously I drive a lot with the educating and so stuff. Self development stuff. Yeah. The, and that's all, all the time. And yeah. I'm always listen to either a podcast or an audible or a YouTube clip of something that's going to inspire me. Someone's going to get something from me, especially in the mornings. Say I'm getting up or whatever breakfast. I have to do a little bit of meditation or whatever. You know, Les Brown is a big, you know, go-to. I, I find yeah, on the, yeah. on the YouTube and Grant Cardone. You know, the Lewis Lewis Howes. You know, the School of Greatness. That type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, Jay yeah. Shetty, but just stuff that you, you know. Um, and as you said about the time, and 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 I talk about that as well recently about how, you know, when people say they haven't got time or times, you know, times flying and you know, and what the time it seems to the years gone. Time doesn't change. Like time yeah. is the same. Well, you, know, you know, people run countries yeah. on the same amount of exactly, time. Exactly. You know? Zuckerberg yeah. is the same time. You know. Yeah. You know, yeah. Richard Branson's the same time. Did, did you hear that about the yeah. Gary Gary Vaynerchuk? You know, uh, oh, yeah, before yeah, he yeah. actually got yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. famous. You know, yeah. uh, at the TED talk. You know, it's like, how do you get time to do this? That. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Stop watching fucking last. Yeah. yeah exactly. You know? yeah. yeah. It's true. Like, oh, I haven't got time, but I watch. I'll binge watch three hours of um, Netflix. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, you could have done so much in that time. So, yeah, I don't really buy that excuse you know yeah. you can always get up that little bit earlier or or make time you know if yeah. you want to progress you know if you know what i say to me if you're happy in your life everything's good you've won perfect you know but you know if you're if you're not happy and you're giving out about your job and stuff you know yes yeah, so you know obviously people have responsibilities it's just you know you can do there's loads of things you can do online now loads of courses yeah. there's, you can change careers you can progress you can start a blog whatever it is you know it's just having that you know that drive and as i said not just you know, there's a lot happens on, on the way to the top of the mountain. I find, yeah. you know, and I mean, I, that I, journey. You you learn a lot and you experience a lot, and there's going to be things that work and things that don't work, and there's ups going to be down. But look, that's, that's yeah. And I mean, I, I recognise, you know, people have have, have fears, they have anxiety, they have, you know, it, yeah, it, yeah. I, I get that. I'm not dismissing that oh, for yeah, a yeah, second, yeah, yeah. You, but it, again, it's facing that fear and, and 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 reaching out and actually, you know, getting the help, you know, yeah. from whatever. You know whether it's the, whether it's the the, the 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 DVD, the YouTube, you know, the personal trainer, whatever it is, you know, yeah. you know, just to to get that rung on that each step is is a step closer. Exactly, and that's why I say, you know, if you're doing one thing a day, that's going to get you towards. It could be watching a TED talk, could be researching a course, it could be, but it's that little step. If you do that every day, three hundred sixty-five steps, you probably yeah. are. You're probably on to your next goal after that, you know. One last what the Kaizen way. Ever heard of it? Heard of it, yeah. Yeah. So basically, the whole that whole concepts like painting a fence. If you're looking at it every evening, you're kind of saying that dumb fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whereas if you say, right, I'm going to paint one yeah. rung of it, that, yeah, you know, yeah. within three weeks it's done. And again, it's that whole concept of you know bit by bit, small steps. You know, was what Pat said there about eating an elephant. You weren't doing one bite. One you? bite at a time. <laughs> some man for the, the quotes like. yeah. um, but no yeah that's brilliant that's a great finish there and just to say a massive thank you as I said I've you know great respect and you know over the years and before I even knew about what you've done and, and you know now you know you know, then I know you over the last few years you know brilliant guy very someone a mentor I can look up to in business and say you know you know you took that step you know, I'm fairly early on in it but hopefully I'll, I'll you know I'll progress as well over the, over the time so I know you're a really busy man you know so I really appreciate you coming in to speak to, to speak to me on the podcast um and hopefully we can do a, a part two because there's loads more uh, you know we could be chatting we've probably gone, gone a little bit over but there's nothing wrong with that you know you just let it flow 
and that's yeah. what it's all about well listen michael thanks thanks a million for uh, having me on and again i can feel truly honored to 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 to, to be asked and, uh, especially in amongst uh, you know some of the people that have been on and like you said there i have absolutely no doubt of your success in, in the future because I, again i completely see the the drive and the vision in in, in you and you're a great guy as well to top, top it all cheers i'll give you the money there later on yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no cheers mate i appreciate that and uh, continue success in the future thanks a minute let's talk soon no worries